Hello and welcome to AFL Footy Fill Up. This is your ultimate punting guy with the two experts. We've got our nerd burger, Millhouse's second cousin. We won't go first because Steve Urkel's your first cousin. <laughs> and we're going to call you Donkey Kong this week because the boonana last week, you yeah. just bananaed up. Got a few this year. I've actually had to go to the doctor. I've got a potassium overload. Oh. <laughs> I've got that many bananas. But I've had to see him. He's gone, look, mate, you've got to cut back. You've got to have a <laughs> yeah. few apples, something else, because when you've got, I think I've got six bananas this year for, what, 18 weeks? It's one every three weeks. It's well, just ridiculous. Well, Jacob Wilson, you are our resident uh, champion data expert. You go to the stats every week, and you're starting to produce, so you can yeah. have as many bananas <laughs> as you want. Thanks, Dicko. Jay Clark, Herald's son, newsbreaker. Yeah, the calculus is running hot for our co-pilot uh, <laughs> over here. It's uh, fair to say um, you've been absolutely killing it, Jacob. And uh, I, I swung past uh, his house uh, throughout the week, Dicko, it's fair to say, because what does a nerd do when you've got some extra clams in your pocket? Well, you go down a country road or wherever he went, and he bought a brand new jacket, and he's standing out the front of his house looking like Danny Zuko from Greece <laughs> with a black leather jacket or something looking very cool to try and spruce up the nerd image. So, mate, it's it, the folding's coming out of his pockets, and you've been running hot, Jacob. Yeah. So, well done, mate. We want to continue that this week. Well, please. we want another fill-up from you, and uh, we will get to the footy fill-up at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. We all pick a leg, and that'll be in the Enhanced Odds section. Now, you got two from two with your fantasy, and I pump you up every week as the fantasy king. So it was pretty uh, pretty generous last week. Yeah, I'm feeling two. pretty confident this week is about the fantasy bits as well, so maybe student, stay tuned in for those ones, because it might be four from four if we can go into this week. He's not going to fit through the doorway. <laughs> no, he's going. He's heads that big. It's extraordinary, but we love it. All right, now, Jay, yep. last week you were pretty good with your line, so yep. we're going to get to it. How it works is the five best bets of the weekend, so the five fill-ups, starting with the fifth best. Yep. Jacob Wilson, you've gone for a little Hail Mary here for the end of the year. Not a Hail Mary. Well, at the end of the year. This the, he, I've gone for Patrick Dangerfield to have the most votes for Geelong in the Brownlow this year, and he should be the favourite in this over Tim Kelly. Now, I know Tim Kelly's had a great season, but you look at um, our Brownlow predictor, we've got Dangerfield sitting 0.4 uh, votes ahead of him. And if you compare the two players across the season, Dangerfield's averaging more disposals, more metres gained, more contested possessions, more score involvements, more tackles, more goals. Wow. So I don't know how you can think Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly's a very, very good player. He's had some great games. But Patrick Dangerfield's done it week in, week out. And we know he's a proven vote getter. So I think at $2.65 for him to outpoll Tim It's a race in two. For him to outpoll Tim Kelly is great value. Is it just the media buzz? It is. It's, it's and people the get novelty. them as well. Where they go, oh, someone knew. Someone knew he's going to get all the yeah. votes. Every year there's someone mm. new that's going to get the votes. Yeah. I think that... Patrick Dangerfield is a, a reliable performer, and he's in great form as well. I think if you look at the last few weeks, he's he's on the right path to getting more votes than his last six games as well. Dicko, um, Hawks have used Daniel Howe as a tagger, yes. haven't they, uh, pretty exclusively. Do you think he would go to Tim Kelly or Dangerfield this week? Oh, you go to Kelly. Kelly's actually as well shown that he can get tagged out of games. So mm. if you're an opposition team, you go, oh, we tag danger. He's always been pretty good at coping with it. Yep. Tim Kelly is yet to prove that he can cope with a tag. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, if you can't cope with it, you go to that bloke who's just going to go down. He's, he's obviously um, pretty damaging too, Kelly, but when Dangerfield gets tagged, yep. he pretty much controls it. I'll go forward and muscles him out of it. So mm. Kelly can't do that. Now, Carlton yep. and yep. Cribs. <laughs> I love this bet this week, Dicko, it's fair to say. So the Blues come up against uh, the Suns, obviously. You'd think that uh, the Blues can get an absolute fill-up and knock off the struggling Suns, but they're, they're a stoppage side. Yep. Gold Coast, aren't they? They like to play that ball in close, so there's going to be a lot of footy uh, in that tide, in, in, in the shoebox. And Patrick Grips, 
to get more than 30 possessions this week is an absolute tap-in, I reckon. <laughs> so, it's a, speaking of the Brownlow medal, this is a three-vote fill-up for Patrick Cripps. You have your... Into Carlton, double your money. You've got your fantasy team? Just yes. put... Patrick Cripps as your captain. Don't even bother doing the loopholes this week. Just put Paddy Cripps as your captain because yep. he could score 200. He, they 200. Do, they're going to try and play it. They try, always try and play it in here, which isn't really working for the Suns. And I, and I think up against a, a struggling Gold Coast midfield, uh, Dicko, I think Paddy Cripps get 30 possessions into the Blues. That's uh, that's as easy as it gets. I think that that is uh, picking them off the trees. Mate. All right. So <laughs> low-hanging fruit. Real low-hanging fruit. Real low-hanging yeah. fruit. That's, how, that's how we start our weekend. Fourth best fill-up of the weekend, Jacob Wilson, Friday night, Adelaide, Hosting Essendon, you're loving the Dons. I'm loving the Dons at the moment. You look at their record over the last six matches. They've got five wins and the second best record in that stretch. Now, they're, they're last week, I thought North Melbourne were a really good bet because they're in really good form. Their turnover game's outstanding. But Essendon controlled that game for three quarters. Probably should have won by more than um, coming down to a kick in the end of the game. And the other reason I like this bet is I think the odds might have blown out because Michael Hurley's not playing. Michael Hurley, for us, isn't that good a player. He gets a lot of the ball for a key defender, which is great, but he doesn't um, have a great defensive numbers on his actual opponent. One on one. And he turns it over a lot. So even with his, um, you know, the number one ball-winning uh, key defender, we have him as a below-average key defender this season. Wow. So losing Michael Hurley isn't a bigger loss, as I think people think it is. I think they got the straight replacement with Paddy Ambrose. Yeah. He's uh, a better defender than uh, Michael Hurley. Certainly one-on-one. -on -one. He's yeah. a lot better defender. But I, I could not trust... Essendon, as far as I could throw them, Dicko. You're raving about how many bananas you got. I think this is a banana peel. <laughs> slip on the banana skin for you this week, uh, Jacob, it's fair to say. I'm going the other way. I like Adelaide at the line. Like, mm. I just don't think it, Essendon yet have shown the consistency um, th that I can trust them just yet. So, yes, my, uh, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody gets them out of jail uh, at the weekend. Otherwise, they were staring down the barrel of a loss to North Melbourne. So... Look, I think Adelaide, the concern is, and you picked this up on uh, Fox Footy, Dicko, the out, Adelaide's outside game, so they can win it on a, in a source. Yep. What happens on the outside of the ground? So the Blue Collar boys, the Crouch boys, Greenwood inside, they're doing the job, they're getting it out. But then on the outside, they're turning the ball over. Yeah. They're getting shut down, they've got no time and space, which denies you access to retain the footy. And then... Turnover city, so sides are helping themselves to plenty of goals. I think there's opportunities for the people like Zach Merritt and these the inside shield to actually get away from the crouches. They're, they're, Adelaide's midfield is very good on the inside and you know great at great stoppages, but you can get them on the spread. You can beat them forward. You can beat them back, um, and that's how Shield Merritt um, have to go about it. And that's why Gibbs isn't getting a game to go, is mm. it? Because they they can't have two crouches plus Shield getting beaten on the spread, I think. That's what we can tell anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, just on that, mm. uh, Essendon uh, in the trading floor, which I always uh, wander, wander down, they've yep. been backed at the line. Have they? Yep. So the plus 14 and a half is uh, certainly... Is, right. that, is that Essendon fans going like this? No. Uh, no, because guess who they got beaten by, the, uh, who they beat last week? North. The most informed team yep. in the competition yeah. over the last six weeks. Yeah. And the other thing about the Crows is, yes, they won by 94 points last week, but that's that's like having the bye. They had four games. <laughs> they had four, I think it was four losses in a row. Then they played the bye, and now they've come back. So their Adelaide's form is nowhere near as good as Essendon's. That game last week, yep. in footy terms, is a pothole. Yep. Yep. Adelaide just kept going around. <laughs> like, literally, there was that many holes on that field. Yep. I, I could have kicked six on one leg. Would Sean Berglund be a good pickup for the Suns? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Jared I Rufford that. as well. I heard that. I'll I, be getting Jared Rufford yeah. up there. As a stable pony? 
just as a as a leader, as a style, as a like a companion <laughs> pony. Think about what Hodge has done though for Brisbane. Just yeah, I'd be getting maybe Jared McVeigh. I'd be looking at as well for yeah. them. One Harry one Taylor. down back, one up forward, whatever it is. Just yeah. get some experience around these. Yeah. these so young you're boys. saying Silk and his calming goat is Jared Rushing? <laughs> is that what you're saying, Jordan Lewis? I honestly think when I heard Silk's name come up for the Gold Coast, yeah. I thought, wow. That is the best news I've heard in a yeah. long time. You know time. the annoying thing for him, though? Is he, what's his record? He's trying to break the record for most finals. Yeah. He won't be adding to it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, Jacob. You never know you're oh. in a big city. All right, the third best fill-up of the weekend. And a couple of weeks ago, you had Richmond all the way through your betting, mm. and you got to begin. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on. They're on, they're on, they're on, they're on. I love the one of my favourite bets at the moment is Richmond to make the top four. They're sitting fifth a game back. Yeah. They're sitting at two dollars fifteen to make the top four. They're just about they're right on this uh, this echelon as possibly the my pick for the for the premiership at the moment because they're getting everyone back. Mm. Nan Kirby's is either back this week or next week. Rancy's even a chance maybe later in the season. Rewalt was back last week. They've got Josh Caddy running around there in their twos at the moment. That's how deep this team is yeah. batting. Um, how their injuries are going. They've mixed up their midfield group. They've thrown uh, Bolton through there to get a bit, a bit of pace. Shane Edwards, who's one, um, he's been playing halfback, doing a great job at halfback. But he's one of the best mid forwards in the league when he's going. Um, their, their stoppage numbers, I think they're second or third best um, scoring set from stoppages over that period. I love what they're doing. The other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take them by the line. I'm going to throw Rocky in. Um, to have 30 disposals as well. No wines. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to have a lot of uh, lot of ball to win for, for Port Adelaide. So I'm going to put those two together um, and get some good odds past the $2.50 mark. And you know you're pushing for them for top four. You missed that they've got the next six games at the MCG. Mm-hmm. How I good a run MCG. is that mm-hmm. to the finals? Mm-hmm. And Jack Rewalt uh, back. And as you said, great depth through the VFL. Tommy Rockliffe, you're right. He's going <laughs> to rack them up, I would have thought. Uh, is that a snort? <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, you know, the, pig. the pig. The pig in the trough. He's called the pig. I like that. Look, I like Brisbane against uh, North Melbourne. The Lions, 16 and a half points. Great win by the Lions last mm. weekend against Port Adelaide. Yes, Lockie Neal's got the uh, the bloodshot eye after getting a poke in the finger or, or whatever else. But you were on the Lions early, Dicko. I think you called them for the top eight, if not the top four at the start of the year at big odds. And aren't they coming hard? So I think the Lions, in particular, at home to win by more than uh, three goals. Most dangerous team in the comp. And I've said it last week. If they make the finals, which obviously they will now, they will be the biggest weapon going in there. And I think everyone will be cheering for them as well. They'll yep. have the support of the league. Where, boy, what a story it would be if Brisbane can turn this around so quickly uh, and get back to the top. But plenty of those sides, mature sides, that have been there in the last couple of years have been going, I don't want to play in week one, mm. just in case they just jump out of the ground like they had this year. All right, the second best fill-up of the weekend. Collingwood and the Giants. This is it's getting towards almost toss of the coin, Dolanoni, take your pick. Well, both these teams really have been depleted by injuries, but GWS's midfield, it's just it's past ridiculous now. You've lost Ward, yep. you've lost uh, Kelly, Kelly, and you've Canelio. lost Canelio. Yep. You lost the Boar who was tagging in there. Let alone last year, you lost Shield yep. who was doing low C bounces. Mummy, I think he's uh, he's not one hundred percent, or he's running around the twos. John Patton was doing their backup ruck. So if you look at their centre bounce players from last year, they're missing two thirds of their centre bounce attendances. Mm-hmm. Wow! So they're, they're just down to their, these young boys in Taranto and Hopper, who I think are really good players, but they they are just not going to be able to cut it um, for a long period of time for them. So I'm really worried about their season, and I think that Collingwood will um, at head to head. I'll take them a dollar ninety. Just before you go, Jay, give us a little insight. We were on Collingwood that they dropped a couple of games and they're in a bit of trouble. They go to the West. What did they do differently? 
what they do here. They move, they move Crisp into the midfield, which I thought was a really interesting move. In a sense, they've lost a lot of their interceptors. So they lost Langdon, lost Howe. Um, even more went down that game. And their next best interceptor is Jack Crisp. And he thought, oh, well, maybe, maybe they need him desperately down back. But he went into the midfield, did a bit of a defensive job on Shuey, mm. um, and was a real, real impact player there. That was really nice to see. And their, their turnover game was a lot better. They could, in their last, last 45 minutes of that game, they just locked it in that forward half. Yeah. West Coast scored one behind to two goals, eight. So they just they just seem to have their their structure behind the ball was a lot better and their turnover game was a lot better. What they yep. did, West Will Hoskinelli had also went back. Pendlebury went to a wing. Jordy Degoe went inside the uh, inside the engine room. Yeah, Degoe in the middle was a was, yep. was a big one. So it provided some muscle and some spark in there. Their intensity around the footy uh, was excellent. So they also get back Tay Adams we think at this stage and Jeremy Howe for slot back. So Darcy Moore out, uh, Jeremy Howe win. I like the pies in this one as well because GWS has just been uh, so decimated by injury. But I'm going to taken with a bit of value. So to win by 15 points or more, they're at three bucks, Dicko. Mm. I like that. At this stage, I think Pendlebury, extraordinarily, despite having two pins inserted to his finger, plays. Just, so it'll be a last-minute fitness test. They, they've got to name him. Uh, just no handballs? <laughs> well, he handball. This is extraordinary, right? But he, he kicks left-handed. He handballs right-handed, mm. which is absolutely bizarre. So it shouldn't affect his handballing. Um, too much, and he can still drop it with his with his left hand onto his foot. So I think um, he still plays, and and it was an extraordinary win. I mean, Brody Mychek, his role on McGovern, that was one of the individual performances I thought from a key forward all season. Geez, it was it was good. So I'll take the pies, fifteen points, three bucks. Dicko, you'd love that, wouldn't you? Just get out there and pull his finger straight away, wouldn't you? Whack it. You do get a suspension, I think, for that nowadays. Well, he's never been suspended in his whole career, I think, 292 games, Scotty. I reckon if you punch his finger this way, he might. Just... <laughs> <laughs> he likes boxing a lot. Yeah. Okay, all right. The best filler of the weekend, West Coast. Now, they have Melbourne. Yep. West Coast coming off a loss. Melbourne, dangerous team. But Very dangerous. Well, we said that all year. Melbourne, dangerous team. Well, they are. And then they lose. Melbourne, dangerous team. And then they lose. Melbourne, dangerous team. <laughs> Let's just say they're not a dangerous team anymore. They're actually not that good. Mm. Uh, I like West Coast because essentially they're playing at home. Now, I, I know they're at the MCG, but they've won their last five matches at the MCG. Mm. They love playing at the G now. It's their second, it's their home away from home. Um, the only thing I'll say about West Coast as well last week is they still had 97 marks and lost. It's the first time they've had over 90 marks um, and lost those last two. So I think it was the first time in 25 games achieving that. So they did, they were doing a lot right last week, but Colling was structured behind the ball. Um, just stint to them. Melbourne don't have that structure behind the ball. Yeah. Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne have a shamozzle behind the ball. They'll be able to just pick their way through yep. and should win this game very comfortably. I'm going to get them to lead at every break just to get a, a bit more value into it. That's at $2.20. They go, ding, 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 ding. This is the better of the round, my friend. The flashing lights, sirens, absolutely everywhere. West Coast are going to have a field day, right? Because we know Melbourne's uh, mid-forward connection has been putrid, hasn't it? They've got, currently got a VFL fullback playing centre-half forward in Harrison Petty. He kicked three goals yeah, against Petty. the Dogs. But that, that just shows you where everything is at. McGovern and Barras are going to pluck it out of the air all day. And to win by more than 15 points, uh, $1.90, double your money on the Eagles. They'll, make, they'll send a strong statement this weekend. Or Also have a look at them 40 plus, mm. I reckon. What's going on at Melbourne? So Brayshaw's playing forward now, it seems. He's certainly not playing in the centre bounce. And Jordan Lewis, in his last season, last few games as an as a AFL player, he's playing inside the um, centre bounce. Mm. So Brayshaw's on a half-forward flank in the graveyard shift. Bloke who played, finished third in the Brownlow medal last year. And old man Lewis is uh, is under Maxi Gorn's um, 
uh, under his tap. Got so a bib on. Don't, don't be surprised if that Angus flip. Brayshaw is not at that club next year. Yeah, I, it's it is. You can't. Going? Be, you, I don't so, know where. I, there's, there, there's 17 other. Yeah, Freo joined his brother. There are 17 other clubs that would love to have Angus Brayshaw at centre bounces. If Melbourne don't want him there, move along. Yeah, we'll Gold be, Coast Suns. Well, well, they'll take him. And as I said, there's, there's 17 other clubs. The only, there's only probably one or two clubs where it's like, maybe the Bulldogs have got midfielders coming out of their ears. Yeah. Maybe Collingwood don't. There's, 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 everyone wants Angus Brayshaw. Yeah. Mm. All right, fantasy fill-up time. This is where Jacob Wilson, our resident fantasy guy. Now, champion data, this is where you get your great oil, and that's why we've got you on the show. Yeah. Two from two last week two in the fantasy. Yeah. Jai Simpkin on the over. And it's not a... Big line. It's, it's a it? very short line. I saw sort of, uh, my eyes went, boom, oh, he's 76 and a half. He must be scoring. He, just, more. he didn't even talk then. He just made a series yeah. of noises. <laughs> Shaggy. He went, rawr, rawr. I saw the line. I went, bang. I said, 76 and a half. <laughs> now, he's been playing, uh, if you look at the first, you know, rounds 1 to 11, he was playing 30, uh, 25% mid, 5% wing. Last five matches, he's playing 61% mid and 29% wing. So he's playing 90% of the match. In that midfield group. Yeah. Um, now, his scoring hasn't been as high as you think it might be, but he did have 36 disposals two weeks ago, 30 disposals the week before that. Even last week in a down game for him, when they needed a lift in the third quarter, I think he had three or four clearances um, in a short stretch to really get them going. To clear 76.5 with that much midfield time should be easy. So yeah. the, the, the like onus it. is on him. You can put it on him. If you're spending 90% in the midfield, you should be clearing 76 each week. I like it. I'm interested in how you're going to explain this next one. Though. Yeah. Um, second up form. Remember you went with Nick Nat? Mm-hmm. Got, haven't got the great second up form? Mm. Grant Birchall. Grant Birchall. I feel bad for Grant because they've set his line at 80. And you look at what he was doing between 2012 and 2016. When he was fit, when he was running, he was all Australian through these times. And he was winning premierships. He was averaging between 84 and 81 each year. And they go, look, it's your second game back. You've, you've probably a 30% chance of finishing the match injured. <laughs> and you've got a line of 80. So I think, just look, you've got the 30% he doesn't actually finish the match. That'll, that'll get you the win on the unders. So how many um, possessions does he need to get the 80 points? Probably to needs to get 20 to get to, get to 80 with, it, with a few marks. Uh, Geelong as well are a very low tempo team. There's not a lot of disposals in their matches mm. to accumulate with. Even, and you look at his average over the last... He's played six games in three years, and over that period, he's only averaging about 70 points per game. So, under for Grant Birchall should be a pretty easy one. Like it. Now, we've always turned our attention to the first goal, but you're on fire of late. First and last goal scorer. Yeah, flip it around a bit. Your first one in the Melbourne and West Coast game. Yeah, so what I've done is I've gone ahead and I've gone, okay... What teams are kicking? Let's let's start with a team level. What teams are kicking the first goal the most of any team? And then we'll work back from there. So you look at the teams who are kicking the first goal the most. It's Collingwood, Richmond, Hawthorne and Melbourne. Now the team that stands out there obviously is Melbourne because they're uh, pretty ordinary this year. (laughs) Which I've alluded to a couple of times. I've alluded to a couple of times. But the person who I like down that forward line at the moment is Jaden Hunt. He's kicked a, a goal in 10 of his last 11 matches. He's a really surprisingly good target inside 50. You can get him at $13 uh, to be the first goal kicker in that match. I think that's good odds. This next one. Hopefully you had uh, a couple of uh, shillings on him last week. <laughs> Anthony McDonald, Tip on Woody for the last goal. Yeah, and now they want to, Friday, I mean, we all know the stat for Anthony McDonald, Tip on Woody. If Essendon win, he gets, uh, he's kicked 24 goals this year. In their seven losses, he's kicked one goal. I think they're going to win. So I'm going to go with Anthony McDonald, Tip on Woody, get the last goal. And Essendon as a team have kicked the last goal in the matches, the equal most of any team with... Collingwood and Geelong um, sitting on top of that. He's Essendon's leading goal kicker. 
Orazio's Fantasia is sitting at $10. He hasn't seen the ball in a month. Mm. And Anthony McDonald took Woody was best on ground last week and sitting at 13th. I'll take Anthony McDonald took Woody. Traders are loving you at the moment because yeah. uh, there's been a little spike in the last goal scorer moment. It should be. Yeah. It's a good fun bet. I had Brandon Matera last week. Yeah. Uh, with about four minutes to go, he slotted one through. And that gets you up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, now we've got four minutes to go. Someone had a show goal this one, and then someone, someone knocked him off at the end. Someone sliced on. Uh, Jack Darling as well for last goal with about 30 seconds to go. Did you see Durham brought it up with on the uh, Saturday stretch. He could have got a 50-meter penalty if we were to the goal square. He got robbed by the umpires for last goal. I'll tell you what, it's a fun bet to have on. Give us a little insight into being a nerd, right? So you're sitting on the couch. Have you yeah. got a beer or a mellow yellow? What are you drinking there? Maybe maybe a hot Milo. <laughs> maybe a cup of tea if the wife's being really nice to you. Got mate. the blanket on yeah, and yeah. he's cheering home for last, last goal score. A chamomile tea and a bunch of bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Just peel the bananas, knock it back, have a bunch of day on a Saturday. No, oh, you've been hot as a pistol. Hey, good no one. Doubt. Um, speaking of small forwards, how do you rate Tom Papley? Oh, one of the best. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sydney forward, contracted for next year, in demand from Victorian clubs. Melbourne, North Melbourne, also Carlton sniffing around. Right, okay. Mm. Oh, he'd be hot property. He's yeah. a great goal sneak. What would you pay for him? Bunyip Plummer. What would you pay for him? You have to play a bit overs to dislodge him. I'd be giving him pick 15 if that's what it takes. Your first round pick? Yep. Mm. Okay. Well, I agree with that one. The game's gone. So small forwards, hasn't it? it? Pressure, uh, ground level ball, uh, tackles, like clubs who haven't jumped on this train and like North Melbourne probably haven't recruited. They've got Kane Turner, but mm. they, I reckon they missed that, that Richmond vote a little yeah. bit. So someone like him, I think, is jumping off the page. Of the I think he'll be clubs. in their top three in Sydney's best and fairest this year as well. I think it's probably Parker up there, maybe Rampy as well. Mm. And I think Papley would be number three. Lloyd? Hewitt? Lloyd, maybe. Lloyd's Lloyd sort of dropped off a little bit. Hewitt would be up there, but I think Papley's had a better season than okay. those two guys. We digress. And then we talk about the small forwards, Cameron, Lincoln McCarthy. He's mm, working for Brisbane. Isn't yeah, it? Hey, there's your formula. All right, quick hands. Yeah. Now, the boys will pick a line in all of the games, starting with Friday night. Adelaide and Essendon. Which line are you leaning towards, Jacob Wilson? I'm going to go with the Bobbers. We disagree here. I'm going to have Adelaide. These the text messages are going to be flying thick and fast <laughs> on Friday night around this game, I reckon. I might give you access to the trading floor. Then you get a little bit of an insight into this. <laughs> so all the money is with Essendon in the line. Uh, Richmond and Port Adelaide. Richmond for me. Uh, yeah, Richmond. Okay, 25 and a half. Carlton and the Gold Coast Suns. Big line this one for the Blue not, Baggers. Not big enough. Blues will obliterate them just like everyone else will. 28 and a half. Yeah, same Blues. Yeah. Okay, the Giants and, and Collingwood. I wonder, it'll add to the David Teague train, won't it? it? The bandwagon. If he gets a nice little uh, percentage boost. Do you think even though it's not the scalp, not the big one? It still oh, adds, it doesn't it? adds to the momentum. You've got to keep winning, I know. Adds to the momentum. But if he doesn't buy 100. You know, if he wins this game... He's got as many wins in his six games as Bolton did in his last 43. Jeepers. That's why he's a stats man. That's why he's with us. All right. Now, this one's only one and a half mm. line. Giants and Collingwood. I'm going Collingwood head to head, so I'll take that. Pies for me. Brisbane and North Melbourne. Line of 16 and a half. Going to go North, please. I'm going to have Brisbane. Uh, yeah, Brisbane line for me. Over in the West, Frio and Sydney. Nine and a half is the line. Uh, yeah, it's a bit uh, of that one, isn't it? Yeah. Stay away game. <laughs> stay away yeah. game, boys. I think uh, I'll go Freo, but stay away. Yeah, Ross is getting grumpy a little bit, isn't it? He's, he's getting a bit hot under the collar. He's an interesting situation over there at Fremantle. I think they'll actually uh, beat this at the line at nine and a half points. Okay, you're with them. Geelong and Hawks. We know these ones have been close over the years, but yeah. 18 and a half. Surprising time slot for this game. Sunday morning for the... Uh, Sunday, Sunday morning, one ten. Oh, I'll, be, I'll be up at 12, so... <laughs> Uh, what time I'll do you nerds get up? <laughs> 12 o'clock. Oh, How's the sleep yeah. 
party all night Saturday night. <laughs> With your hot chocolate. Uh, Everyone bring your own calculator. <laughs> Just throw it into the bowl. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with Hawthorne. Should be a close. Uh, eight and a half. Just hopefully it's a tight game. Where did you say then? Hopefully oh, it's a tight game. Yeah, I'm going to have the Hawks. I reckon uh, they might give it a bit of a scare. The Cats, I'm loving James Sisley at the moment. I reckon he is their most influential player and worth big bucks. Million dollar player. And yeah. uh, about five minutes ago, you sounded an alarm. It was actually a tram. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, I think you were looking for woo, woo. <laughs> But this game here, you said, was uh, the better of the weekend. So West Coast and Melbourne, the yeah. line is 15 and a half. I reckon they could win it by 40 plus, which is 385. Even that's great value. Yeah, I wouldn't. I w- I'd be avoiding West Coast 1 to 39 because it could get ugly. Yeah. Saints and the Bulldogs to round it out. 14 and a half. Brett Ratton's in the chair. And Luke Beveridge is just absolutely airborne at the moment. Mm. Uh I'll go the Bulldogs, but it's a stay away game as yeah. well. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm tempted by the Saints. I mean, there's a bit of a query on Marcus Bonson-Pelly with that ankle he hurts, Toby McLean as well. So they've got some changes. We've got some depth in the um, in the VFL. Even Ling Jong's been playing well. Look, I am I am tempted by St Kilda here, so I'm going to take the Saints at the line. I thought they were pretty good against the mm. Cats. For three quarters, I, I they were. I them at the line 43-plus, Dicko. Um, mm. You know, that wasn't bad last week. So uh, I'm going to go on again, the Saints, just okay. to get close-ish. Well, it's time for footy fill-up multi. This is where we all pick a leg, and you can find this in the enhanced odds section. Jacob Wilson, West Coast, the line, you're very Yeah, we're all agreeing. That's probably the uh, tip of the week, so uh, we'll go with them at the line. And I'll have uh, Richmond uh, to do the job on the hot and cold uh, Port Adelaide side, but I'm worried about this next one, Dicko. Why? Because I love Essendon, and I'm listening to the Traders, plus 14 and a half. I think they'll win it. All right. Why would you listen to the Traders? The Traders are feeding you false information sometimes. (laughs) They've got their own agenda. They're not out for the punters. We're for the punters. Well... I had it that I was going with it. I just wanted a little bit oh, of reinforcement, yeah. so uh, probably cheating in a way. Let's have a look at Bunana time and uh, Banana Boy over here last week. Landed it, and this week, what are you going with? Two in a row, same way each time, which is Gold Coast to get smashed. Let's just go with Gold Coast to get smashed again. Carlton 60-plus is paying $5. Now, the reason I really like this is because guess who has Carlton's top two picks in the draft? Adelaide. Yep. They've got no motivation to lose this year. Teague has every motivation to put up another big uh, big win here. Yep. As I said, they've got if they get um, a win here, uh, Teague goes to four wins in, in six games. Yep. So for this to be a blowout, I think he is really good odds at uh, five bucks. And you can boost that with a little Crips 30 uh, possession. Crips 30, maybe even a Kerno well. 30 if you yeah. want to do that. Murphy. Murphy a 30. Yeah. And just get this uh, yep. get this to be maybe $10 instead of five. Yeah, Boon on our time. Jeez, you've opened the shoulders up. Oh, yeah. We like Essendon Ooh. and you've got... 16 bucks you can get for West Coast 40 plus <laughs> into Adelaide 40 plus. Uh, that would be a nice little sort of start. Adelaide for the 40 weekend. plus. Thicker, yeah. Mate. What do you think about that? Oh, one, mate? If, you, if it gets up, you'll be getting messages all the way yeah. through to Sunday morning. It's going to be an active WhatsApp group uh, on the Friday night. Oh, I'm looking yep. forward to it. All right, Jacob Wilson, thanks very much for your time. Thanks Thanks to to go. Jay Clark, yep. outstanding. That's all we've got time for here on Footy Fill Up. Enjoy Friday night footy. Adelaide, $1.47 favourite, and Eston, 270. It's going to be an absolute beauty. Thanks for tuning in.